everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet where myself, Dan Selke of WintersComing.net, and Mia Johnson, editor of DorksHeadOfTheForce.com, discuss all things pop culture, sci-fi, uh, fantasy, Star Wars, Game of the Thrones, Game of the, Game of the Thrones? <laughs> Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Marvel, Dune, so on and so forth. Mia, hello Julie, good to see you. Hi all. Mia, how are you on this um, very temperate Wednesday here in the windy city of Chicago, Illinois? Yeah, I'm quite surprised. Tomorrow's my birthday, and usually around this time, yeah, usually around this time, it's like hot weather, and like usually the Pride Parade is like always on my birthday, and I'm like, it's awesome weather for a parade. It's sunny. It's hot. Well, that's not great for a parade, but you know, it's kind of cloudy today (laughs) and just chill, but I think it represents me best, you know? (laughs) (laughs) yes you are a cold-hearted um person of the ice i mean i might go to like a a concert on sunday um for a a pride thing to see shaka khan but i think like it rained out so i'm not sure i'm I'm split (laughs) shaka khan i think went to my well her high school my middle school one of those chicago things but you're gonna say that shaka khan gave your commencement a speech I oh, think gosh. she is. So if anybody knows where Hakan is from, let us know. I'm pretty sure she is <laughs> Illinois. I think she is. I'm not 100% sure, though. Yeah, anyway, beyond talking about that, um, we're here to talk about, of course, all things pop culture, sci-fi, fantasy, etc. and so forth. And, of course, Nicole and Christian both wishing you a happy birthday. And as, as I do as well, happy birthday, Mia. Um, I thought we'd start, you know, this, it's not a giant week for uh, news going around TV and movie sphere. So I thought we'd just jump right into what we're watching, what we're reviewing and what we're enjoying on the television. And I think we have to start, as usual, um, if we're talking about what TV show is popping off right now with Loki. The third and, you know, most popular, it looks like, Disney plus Marvel show yet to come out of the House of Mouse. Mia, what do you think of this latest episode that appeared this morning, the name of which <sighs> I forget because it's made up? Ooh, oh yeah. I sense I, some trepidation. I like that. Oh no 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 no. This is one of those where do I begin deep size oh, like Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> No, I really I will say in the beginning of the episode I wasn't sure where it was going. I was a little like kind of homesick for Owen Wilson. I was like, I missed the Loki <laughs> oh, and Mobius thing. Where's where's this going? But by the end of the episode, oh my gosh, I was like, why is it ending right now? I need more. I need more because this episode to me, it just, it, it's like the series has been getting better and better with each episode. And this one really just hit on a lot of great things at once. And I'm like, where do I even begin? <laughs> but those are just my overall thoughts about it. We can gotcha. kind of deep dive into it in a bit. Well, I mean, uh, start. Like, why not now? Like, what what was your favorite thing about this episode, which featured Loki and Sylvie, Sylvie, a female Loki variant from an unknown parallel world, basically um, buddy copping up in a way that these Marvel folk tend to do and trying to survive an apocalypse long enough to leave and survive. What what what? Why did you love it so much, Mia? What was your favorite thing about it? Did you get all that? I, yeah. I I did not. I was like, oh no, you're you're frozen. Okay, I'm back. Hello, everybody. No, you were frozen. Sorry, no. no. I'm just asking. What about it? Uh, stood out to you? Like, 
What was your favorite part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, my goodness. I think it is what I had mentioned in my earlier review, which was just this whole ability for them to take a moment to sit down and just kind of dissect who this Loki character is, which, as I said, this is the stuff of fan fiction where you have a character and they're sitting down, maybe talking with another character and talking about their feelings and talking about what they like and really, you know, getting past that shell and into what really makes them their own unique character. So funny enough, like my favorite moment was just, you know, between Loki and Sylvie talking about themselves, which they're the same person, but they're not because they have these different histories and all these things going on. And, you know, kind of just with our normal Loki figuring out, you know, like what type of person he is. He talks a little bit more about his mom. They both kind of, you know, hint at their sexuality, which was really, really huge because so many people have been like, let's be real. So that was, you know, confirmed as well. And um, I have some yeah, thoughts it was, on that I might share later. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And um, but yeah, to me, it was just kind of that nice, slow getting to talk to listen to this character um i know that might not be exciting for everyone though but for me that was like the jewel of this episode then followed by him drunk singing which was also really cool but that was fun too just yeah, this, the whole train scene to me was just kind of immaculately done and i was like this is exactly what i wanted i mean i completely agree that it was the best scene just them talking to each other which the show's done a couple of a bunch of times now to good effect mm-hmm. i almost like, are you saying that it's fan fiction to have characters talk and develop? <laughs> I'm saying that we don't often get the chance to deep dive into these characters because, you know, they're only on, you know, they're in a movie like Thor Dark World, which yeah, is like, come on. Or, you know, you're, they're having fun. They're having adventures and they throw in these little bits of lore. But it's like only until like if there's a novel or if there's, you know, maybe something else where you can explore a little bit more in depth. But This is kind of like, you know, this new frontier of like getting to explore characters on screen um, that we never really. Right. Yeah. Marvel characters. So and it looks like like we've said, DC might want to do this or, you know, Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings. So who knows? But this is kind of like and Star Wars. So they're really kind of leading this new character study, you know, on screen of these old characters that we already know. I mean, that is TV, right? I mean, like on TV, characters are the lifeblood. You have to have Mm -hmm. them talk and explain their feelings. That's what Game of Thrones was so good at. And that's why I think people would argue that the last two seasons maybe, you know, kind of uh, veered off just the characters talking to each other bits. Yeah. And, you know, that is, that's why you care. So, yeah, I thought it was the best part of it by far. Honestly, overall, I thought it would be the weakest episode so far. I I was missing Mobius. Yeah. And I don't know, it kind of ended with we're stuck and we're still stuck. And I don't know, I thought that kind of um, with, with Sylvie, she was kind of built up and then she's immediately like a uh, sort of like not bumbling, but like wacky partner going on a buddy cop adventure with them, like in really short order, go from like kind of a very intimidating evil not evil kind of a chaotic force mysterious force to like Mm -hmm. kind of just mobius replacement like i am here to be your (laughs) new wacky sidekick yeah that's a good point that didn't uh, like i it didn't come across to me while i was watching it um but yeah i guess it depends on what you want to take away from that character so for me i guess i was kind of looking for that mobius replacement so i was kind of 
fine to accept that. And this episode as well, and I've seen other people like say this, really kind of felt like a Doctor Who episode. And I don't know, it's because, you, you know, yeah. we've got a blonde woman with short hair and a wacky outfit and a British <laughs> accent and they're yeah. going between time and space. So, to me, I was like, I think that might have been what it is. So, I don't maybe I was projecting Doctor Who onto Sylvie. So, it made a lot more sense that they were, you know, mm-hmm. had kind of shed that coat and were being wacky and crazy. But, yeah, I don't really know what I was expecting out of her character anyway. So, I kind of had this blank slate to where it was like, okay, whatever you write, I'm kind of open and susceptible to it. But you bring up a good point. Uh, Julie has a great question that Julie, we will get to. First, I, I, I want to share a brief thought I had on the whole bisexuality bit. Um, but Julie, I love the question. I, I promise we'll get to it after that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. People may, are making a big deal out of, you know, this scene where they're talking back and forth and kind of Loki hints that he's bisexual. And it was a hint, by the way. It wasn't like, I love men and like trying to make out with some guy. It was like, I'm a little of both. <laughs> Which makes perfect sense because, you know, Loki sort of, you know, always very fluid. He turns to different people. Uh, I mean, of course he would. All yeah. right. I'd like to read this briefly through a Disney is evil and wants our money lens. <laughs> Go for um, it. I think it's interesting I mean, obviously, it's laudable. I'm a fan of representation. Uh, it's cool that Marvel is embracing more of its LGBTQIA plus characters. You know, there's going to be a gay character in Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie is going to get a little more um, like a, a female love interest. Okay, great. I mean, it, it, it's a giant universe full of characters. Some of them are going to be gay. Um, I do think that it is opportunistic that they waited a decade after Loki was introduced to do this. I think Disney is very, very smart. I think they didn't have basically any gay representation before because they knew there would be backlash. I think they waited until now, until there was basically no risk to doing it. Mm. When they knew that think piece authors would praise them, that Twitter would praise them. Where before, like if they had done this in like Thor the Dark World or Thor, even Thor Ragnarok, it wouldn't have been the same. They waited yeah. until the risk was gone, and then they're toying with this stuff. Um, I think they are okay to do it now because now it's safe to do, and they can make money off it. I really do think that. Like, okay, I'm happy it's happening. I'm not going to fall over myself praising Disney for their bravery because I oh, think yeah. it was very calculated the I- kind of the way they rolled it out. I think my one kind of, and not like a rebuttal, because I, th- I pretty much agree with you on all fronts. I will say, Kate Heron, who is the director of Loki Show, tweeted this out um, like literally hours ago. She was like, from the moment I joined Loki, it was very important for me. Um, and my goal to acknowledge Loki was bisexual. It is a part of who he is and who I am, too. And it was a small step. I'm happy. My heart is so full to say it's now canon. So I also think in a way it kind of depends on who is working and crafting this story. So, you know, if you've mm-hmm. got a straight male directing or writing, it's kind of not even really in their headspace to think about these kinds of things. Maybe they should, but I like that it was more intentional because this is her lived experience as well to finally come into the room to bring that in. So it's like, yeah, there's no kind of great answer for this, but I guess they are taking the steps now, so that's at least something. They are. Um, but they're doing, I mean, the Kate Heron thing, yeah, I, I think that's wonderful. I wonder if she would have been allowed to do that five years ago she'd been making this. I wonder if they would yeah. have hired her five years ago to do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I do think they are very careful. I think Disney is very careful at everything it does. 
And that includes how they kind of appeal to different markets. And I think this is a part of that. So glad it's happening, but um, you can't make me praise Disney and I won't do it. <laughs> oh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, all right, part let's of the get master to plan. Julie's question. <laughs> okay, Julie, great question. Uh, how do you guys feel about watching shows weekly versus binging watching as in Netflix? Personally, I kind of prefer weekly. I like being able to discuss each episode and also feel the excitement of waiting for the next episode. Yeah. And I completely agree, by the way. I really do. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't really like the binge model when it was introduced. I didn't like it when Netflix were saying, like, this, this is the new way we do TV. Yeah. And I'm very glad that places like Disney Plus, HBO Max... Um, and non-Netflix streamers have, have done a more rollout weekly thing. I think that's mm -hmm. more fun. I mean, I don't even really binge like older shows. I do like an episode a night and then like yeah. walk away from it from a bit and then come back. So, yeah, I'm 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 down with the weekly stuff, at, at, at least for like good shows. I guess there uh -huh. there's like some show that I'm not really going to pinch to. Sure, let's binge it, whatever. <laughs> but. Um, although in that point, why would I even watch it at all? Never mind. It's not a perfect analogy. But yes, I'm I'm down for for the weekly stuff. Yeah, and I like yeah, that they can mix I, it up. Like I like that. Like it for 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 Wandavision. Like they released the first two mm -hmm. right out of the gate, and like that was nice. Like because they want to give you a, a little more of a taste, and then they can like you know yeah. if there are two episodes that go well together, release them together, and then do one, only one the next week, and then one the next week. Like there's more control, and I like that. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about the buildup between those seven days of the week that, you know, you kind of get to ruminate. You get to kind of be like, oh, that was really, really great. And, you know, you get to kind of, I guess, savor it. You know, it's like a fine yeah. wine. You get to swish around and say, oh, this was a really great flavor. And you're not just kind of downing all the shots, <laughs> if I can make an analogy myself. So I'm appreciating <laughs> it. And I, I also do like, as we've seen with The Mandalorian and Game of Thrones, where you can log on to Twitter and see it's kind of, you know, like the news of the week. These are the memes. This is what everyone is talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, fun. this one person isn't talking about the premiere while the other person talking about episode three and the other person talking about the finale. We're all kind of in this fixed point. We're all in it together, we're all enjoying it together. And yeah, it's nice for something like this. Yeah, there might be times where I might prefer to kind of binge through at my own pace, not just, you know, blast through a whole season, but, you know, just kind of watch the episodes I want to watch. But with this, despite, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't want there to be a cliffhanger. I want more, more, more. It's like, no, 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 patience. <laughs> Take it slow and easy. <laughs> I got up early to watch it. I was kind of still yeah. groggy. So I was like, it's a clip. Okay, at least I get to go to work now. <laughs> um, as Nicole says, I don't mind bitching older shows been for years. Yeah, I agree with that too. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. before we move on, I have to just mention that I'm watching, and I know this isn't really appealing to a lot of people who are watching this, but I have to mention that I'm really enjoying this anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure on Netflix, <laughs> which is a little older. Yeah. Um, and all the episodes of that are available. It's so bizarre, Mia. It's so it's, good it's to take in and like digestible bite sized chunks because whenever you turn around, you're something just weird. Like, the last episode I watched was. They were going through the desert and they were being harassed by an like an 11 month old baby <laughs> who could go inside their dreams and kill them. And oh, it, God. It, it wasn't explained that like why he was able to do this as a baby. He just he's, a, he's just a genius baby who can like talk and think and do everything. It's just the way it is. <laughs> it's it's got like all the really absurd, wacky bits that you kind of see in anime sometimes and it knows it and it doesn't try to act like it's 
less goofy or more self-serious than it needs to be. And the designs are great and fun to look at. So I'm, I'm enjoying that show. That's funny. That was going to be, I think like a year or two ago, I was considering that being like my re-entry back into anime, but I think I got cold feet. I was like, no, I can't do it. But I've heard Fair so enough. many great things about JoJo. <laughs> there, there's weird things too, but I, I, <laughs> I, I needed to mention it because it's just, it is on my mind a bit. So yeah. I felt like I, I, I had to do it for you people. And if any of you watch it, I'd be curious. Okay. Anything else to say about Loki or anything you're watching, Mia? Anything any of um, you are watching out there you want to talk about? Yeah, I guess really quickly, we're also halfway through the Bad Batch now because they had episode oh, eight right. and there's going to be 16 total. So this last episode was pretty interesting. They re- introduced a really, really old character that even I was kind of like, I've seen him before, but I don't know who he is. Um, so they def- they really picked it up with this last episode. It feels like one of those mid-season episodes where it's like Christmas break or winter break and then you have mm-hmm. to wait like a whole like two or three weeks before you come back and see the other episode. So luckily the next episode is coming out this Friday um, and they've, re- they've really kind of built up the story now with like someone is trying to capture the girl Omega and you know the Bad Batch just came into contact with their friends who's now faux crosshair and there's a lot of tension there so things have really built up finally I'm in a good place with this series and now I'm a little more happier to see where they take it I'm in glad. these, you know, last it, couple episodes. It does seem to be the way the general opinion is that it's kind of on the upswing. Uh, Marvel loves buddy cop stuff. Um, Loki <laughs> Mobius, Loki Sylvie, Falcon Winter Soldier, etc. Uh-huh. Star Wars loves um, gruff leader and young child yeah. uh, kind of mentee. Mandalorian Baby Yoda, the Bad Batch, that girl who was there, I forget. Yeah, oh um, my God. <laughs> Obi-Wan, young Luke, like... Oh, yeah. I'm just yeah. pointing it out. I'm seeing patterns that I'm calling out. Okay. <laughs> Not good or bad. It's just something I've noticed. All right, before we move on to... um, Ooh, as Nicole says, yes, Rick and Morty is out, and I yeah. did enjoy that. I thought that was... Um, did you watch the new Rick and Morty episode, man? I did. That one was really good. I didn't think they were going to go the way they did with the whole backstory with the dogs and Dog City or whatever, but that oh, was really, right, really yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, sometimes... That show, uh, I mean, it's obviously like a a very precarious balance. Like its whole brand is just giving you like jokes so fast you can barely take them in. (laughs) It kind of runs away from itself sometimes, but that was the right kind of nonstop absurdity. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even entirely sure what makes it the right or wrong kind, but no, that was the right kind. So yeah, Yeah. it also. As we wrap up, it also makes me now seeing Rick and Morty again, kind of see also the comparisons to that and Loki because of the head writer. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was like, there was a joke my brother made about when Loki was going through the portal to um, follow Sophie. And he was like, oh, that's uh, Morty getting wine for Mr. Nimbus. <laughs> it's like, oh, hilarious. <laughs> that makes sense. So, yeah, I can yeah. see it. <laughs> Mr. Nimbus. And as Julie says, yes, Britannia is coming back. Um Ooh. I'm starting to write about that one more, Julie, because I because you've intrigued me. So I will. I'm I'm, I'm going to give that a try. I swear to God. Um, let's move on. Uh, speaking of, I want to do a brief Game of Thrones corner. I'm not on Game of Thrones news this week, but let's do a quick something. And I think you will be interested in this too, because I certainly mm. sort of am. Okay, picture this: Taika Waititi, uh, person behind Thor Ragnarok, what we do in the shadows, my favorite show, um, is coming back to HBO to make. A pirate show called Our Flag Means Death, and Christian Nairn, who played Hodor on Game of Thrones, 
will play a character who I assume is a pirate named Wee John Feeney. Now, I know nothing about this show. It's about like an aristocrat who becomes a pirate, which apparently is like a, based on a kind of a real thing, a real life sort of thing a little bit. But I mean, I know it's Taika Waititi, who I think is a genius director with a real, again, kind of Rick and Morty-ish, like a good sense of how to do something anarchic and kind of um, off the wall in a while, but without without it spilling over and becoming indulgent or hard to follow. Yeah. With a huge imagination yeah. and kind of a Midas touch, whatever I touch turns to gold thing he's got for the past few years on HBO. So we can do whatever he wants and they have a <laughs> yeah. dish for quality and Hodor's in it. Yeah, so Hodor. I would just, I, I, I would watch a pirate show on HBO, like a Watiti with Hodor in it. I would just, I'm just saying that if yeah. I death, I know nothing about it, but I like it. Yeah, and this is a lot. He's putting a lot on his plate, Taika Waititi, which I, I don't doubt. Like this is going to be great, but I swear he was—he's like working on something. Else. Oh, he just wrapped Thor: Love and Thunder, so he's kind of you know whatever comes with that. Um, and then there was kind of this question of, hey, well, are you going to work on your Star Wars movie next? Or, and he's like, oh, oh right. I don't I know. And so it's like, or we wow, the just imagine. Wow. So, yeah, he's got all that going on. So, I'm excited to see where this fits into his busy schedule because I just know there's so much that he has going on. I mean, Oscar-winning director, like, it's, it's huge. What did he win for? Did he win for George Rapp? Um, I believe so. It might have been writing, though. It definitely wasn't. Yeah, George. I think yeah, you're yeah. right. I think one of those directors <laughs> but, for that. That was pretty good, too. Yeah, he's a talented man. He makes out he's with a lot of people, apparently. <laughs> Go do you, Taika Waititi. Make it whoever you want. Rita Ora. That was so weird. It was. It's like, how do they even get that photo? It's one of those, like, where I'm like, I'm way more mad at the photographer than I am at him. Because, like, what, are you, like, in the mountains behind yeah. the house or something? Like, on his private... He's not... Whatever. Okay. And as Julie asks, any Wheel of Time news? Um, No, Julie, not really. Um, It's still coming. I think we'll see, like, proper trailers and stuff soon. Because filming's long over. I think I think they want to get it out this year, the premiere. So, you know, like wow. I, I'm doing more interviews now about it. We're talking with people. So I think we'll probably see some like actual actual footage like before that law or summer is out. So mm-hmm. cross our fingers there. All right, Mia, um, you suggested and I was interested in talking about some other bits of new. Oh, I also want to say for uh, Game of Thrones, Con of Thrones 2021 is canceled. That's a shame. I mean, I knew it was probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, Con of Thrones, this big Game of Thrones conference that they hold, like for, they've held, they used to hold every year for the, like three years. It was pretty new. I went to it. I was on panels. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Um, but it's canceled because of COVID because, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just because international yeah. travel is still recovering, makes sense. Hopefully, we'll be back next year. And if it comes back next year, we can talk about House of the Dragon when it comes out. Yay! Well, yeah, next year. Next year it looks like everything is when it's turning around for um, in-person cons and all that stuff. So that will be exciting when it returns. Panels are fun. Have you ever been on a panel? It's like this, but there's like a people in front of you. Yeah, I've not been on a panel. So I've been a lot of cons, but not on a panel. So maybe someday. <laughs> we, should come, we should come do a panel at, at the, at the <laughs> yeah. next kind of throne of, of this show. That'd be a good time. Um, as Nicole says, last game was wrapped up yesterday. Yes, yes, it did, Nicole. And we're going to get to that in our <laughs> lightning round a little bit later. But yeah, it did. And um, I think it should go on for longer. But I guess they didn't think it was worth the audience to expenditure ratio but it's gonna get an yeah. ending that's nice all right really quick me not really quick um 
What's what's our next story about? Oh, well, this is quite out of the blue. This week, very recently, Disney announced their casting for the, the live action Snow White movie, which I had no idea was even on their radar. Um, and it is Rachel uh, Zegler, I believe. She's playing Snow White um, in this live action remake. And she is really a rel- like a relatively unknown actress. She's playing Maria in yeah. the Steven Spielberg um, West Side Story, mm-hmm. which has not come out yet. So we you know yeah. haven't seen her performance there. And was it supposed also- to? Was it going to be one of those like delayed ones? I feel like it was, but it's coming out soon now. I know for sure. Yeah. Um, so she's in that, and she's also going to be in Shazam: Fear of the Gods in an unknown role. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like. These are really three heavy movies. West Side Story, Shazam with Warner Brothers, and That's now true. Disney's Snow White. Um, so exciting to me. I'm sure you, you have your own thoughts on this. So I'm happy to just... If, I don't, if you didn't know, this is a Disney World t-shirt, by the way. Do you want to know the story really quick of me getting this t-shirt? This is a spirit go, go So on, ahead. On, on the back, it says Disney World. Dan, this was sold in March. And it immediately like sold out online because it's like rose gold. And I was like, I'll just go to Disney World, buy the shirt. I went to at least 10 Disney stores on Disney World and Epcot and Hollywood Studios at the three hotels at Disney Springs. This was sold out in every size except for extra small. I looked online everywhere, finally mm. found it after like two months. Only one in my size. I had to pay a little extra because it's... A super valuable hot item, but I finally have this shirt. <laughs> so this is my undying love to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta be conscious that way. Um, okay, I, I, I have a f- quick follow up. I wonder if you guys do too. Just it looks good, but I what what makes it such a hot item? I mean, it looks like a sweatshirt. Yeah, it's it's a spirit jersey, so it's like really oversized. Like as you can see, it you know kind of barely like, so it's an fits ill-fitting on me. sweatshirt. Like it's why is like it so cool? One of those call. If you ever see like a sorority girl, like in Mizzou, they had a lot of the girls on campus with their <laughs> campus colors, and it's got like it says Disney okay. World on the back. Um, I keep saying the back, but um, it's just really nice. They have a ton of these. They have Mandalorian ones. They have. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, Star Wars, all sorts mm-hmm. of right. I have a Hufflepuff one too, so it's kind of just a hot, you know, kind of item right now. And this one is in rose gold, which is a super popular color for right. you know people who like this kind of stuff. So it looks good. Gosh, um, <laughs> yeah, it looks better I mean, when I'm standing up. It's a little like frumpy when I'm sitting down, but I, I like, like the merchandising color. is just so fascinating. Yeah, just like how they. Okay, whatever. I, I I like the sweater, and I like the gold is the Mickey thing on it too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Disney remakes. I, I think it was interesting that you said. Uh, I'm forget your exact words. It was like uh, out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like out of nowhere, like a Snow White remake. Okay. Is it out of nowhere? Um. They be making Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Jungle <laughs> Book, Hundred One Dalmatians. Um, remember that uh, lady in the tramp went to Disney Plus, that live action one? Yeah. I would one, argue yeah. that it's not so much out of nowhere as really inevitable. Um, like I'm sure Sleeping Beauty's around the corner. How do you feel about these live action Disney remakes, both you and the people watching? Like, should I just 
Yes. How 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 do you okay. have you enjoyed the Mia? Put the ball in my court. Yeah, I would say. If you want, overall, I could just go straight to my cynical screed. <laughs> okay, let me add a little fluff before you, you know, <laughs> cut down that forest. But on my perspective, yes, I have been enjoying it. I would say a majority of the films have been, you know, either decently good or really good. Like, mm-hmm. I think Cruella and Aladdin are my top favorites. Cruella, Beauty and the Beast right. um, was Mulan. Good, yeah. Mulan was okay. I wasn't wowed by that one. I think they could have done a lot more. And I definitely, I was not wowed by the Cinderella. So, you know, they All kind right. of fluctuate. And as I, I think I told you before, I don't know if this was on a Wit Club or on one of the actual podcasts, but it's kind of like this cycle of Disney. Like, you know, they will t- take an old movie and take it out of the vault and release it, and then they'll release it on mm-hmm. VHS and they'll release it on DVD and Blu-ray, and now digital. And now it's like, oh, we kind of hit that wall. But what if we still recycle our movies, but now we can do them live action? Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of like an easy way to keep recycling, recycling. But I'm like, overall, you know, we're kind of in this period where stories get retold anyway. You know, Pinocchio technically isn't an original story. Little Mermaid, you know, yeah. is like a Brothers Grimm story. Cinderella, Snow, all those things. So I'm like... In a way, it's just kind of like, I accept that this is what it is. But I mean, also, I've just... I, they keep pulling me into the Disney hole as well. So I, the more they come out with this stuff, the more interested I'm in it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, we have some debates here. Like uh, Nicole has enjoyed them. Aladdin, Corella, and the Tramp. Linda thinks, nope, they are being cheap. <laughs> um, I could see both sides. I don't think they're being like cheap. Monetar- I, I think they spent a lot of money on these. Yeah. I do think they are sort of like, it's what you said. That They're kind of... I don't feel like they're being made because there's a deep creative urge to to really update them to make them to make a great movie. I feel like it <laughs> is kind of like The Vault, which was a sort of shady practice back in the day. Like it was manufactured scarcity. Yeah. They would they, it was uh, there are memos about this. They would take a movie they know folk wanted and in order to sell it, they would just take it away for a while and mm-hmm. then release it like in a in like a, a bunch of uh, what do you call it? Like a, a um, an addition or something. Yeah. Put it out there knowing they would immediately buy it up. And this is kind of the same thing. Like, I think you're right. They sort of exhausted that. And now the things are on Disney Plus. So they're like, how do we keep milking? It always comes back to money, obviously. How do we keep yeah. milking money out of these properties we have? And they can't do the vault thing anymore. So, yeah, they're going to make a live action version of it that I, I'm not saying it's not they're not good. Like, I enjoyed the Beauty and the Beast one more or less. But I also watched Beauty and the Beast, the original, like at the music box a while back. They, they were showing mm-hmm. it. It was like that one's better. <laughs> like, I'm not <laughs> for a second thinking that's not. It's just the others are just it was fine. But it it, it does lose something when it's... um. It's maybe because of the, the clear profit motive behind it, or just because you're not going to improve on that. And <laughs> they didn't. So I, 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 again, think they're kind of a symptom of opportunism and wanting to make money. And even if they're good, I, I always question, like, why? Like, why don't you? I mean, again, I, I know the answer to my question. Why don't you mm-hmm. make something new that is going to be good in a new way? Which they do do. I mean, like they yeah. have like Moana and they have Frozen and they have other newer stuff. And um, I could I could live without them. Yeah, yeah, that's but, fair. I mean, if you enjoy them, enjoy like, them. It's not like it's not really hurting anybody. 
Yeah, I think to me, like the Lion King one, which was so, you know, cut and copy of the old one, that one one I could have done without. And it is this weird kind of like, is it exploitative in a way or just, you know, simply opportunistic? And it it kind of like to peel back the curtain on our profession a little bit. It's kind of almost the same way we operate because, you know, we're coming out with content that we, you know, it's kind of new, kind of leading edge and all this stuff. And then there's also things that we kind of have to, not like have to, but let's say, you know, if someone is just curious to know about the Mandalorian season three, you know, it's, it's kind of like easy kind of things to put out that you know people are going to be attracted to. It's not like sure. yeah. world-breaking that I wrote a story about, you know, like what date does the Mandalorian season three come out? But it's still like, well, people are coming to this. They're not stopping, you know, they're not stopping watching Beauty and the Beast or, you know, CGI Simba for some reason. So, hey, if it's working, <laughs> let's keep on doing it. So it is like this this balance between, okay, you know, it's it's good because this is helping us you know, in a way that we need it, maybe for Disney, do they need it? <laughs> you know, all that extra money. But yeah, it's it's like, well, yeah, it's it's one of those, if it ain't broke, don't fix it sort of things. Just keep going until it don't work anymore. <laughs> I mean, I'd say if it ain't broke, just, yeah, don't fix it. I'm, you know, if you're at the build a replica, that's not quite as good. I mean, yes, I know why, because <laughs> yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. it does make a lot of money. I just, I wish we lived in a world where... The profit motive wasn't quite as uh, all-encompassing as it is, but we don't. But that's that's what I'm here for, to make that world happen. I'm going to do it myself. It'll be easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so. Anywho, anything Let's else? See. Any thoughts on this, Mia? Uh, really anything before we go to our final little section yeah, here? Yeah, let me see. I was just reading through the comments. Um, so why is one of the older stories, 1940s? Yeah, it should be an interesting remake because a lot of these older ones are yep. really kind of shallow you know kind of especially with the whole you know snow white sees the guy from across the forest and all of a sudden you know they're madly in love same for cinderella so they've had to find ways to build on the story and you know make them more credible rounded out characters so i do appreciate that they even tried it with princess jasmine which was to some degree successful i didn't really care for her character development so i yeah i will be interested to see like how do you take a woman who you know fell in love with the guy she met across the bar and then turn that into you know like an epic two-hour movie (laughs) what does it like not i don't know part of that i feel like like that that's what a fairy tale is like yeah but disney's also trying to you know I was going to say they are going in this like this was the first like the very first animated feature film. It was it's very, very brief as far as like length. Yeah, there's not a lot of time to you know, they didn't really you know, it's just she goes into the forest. She meets the dwarves. She falls asleep and they kiss princess her and she wakes up. So they will have to find a way to stretch that. And because the way Disney is going. They're kind of leaning back away from these fairy tales, you know, about romance. There might be romance like Moana, not Moana, um, Princess and the Frog or Frozen, but you know, they're they're putting the, especially if they're female characters, more in the forefront of these movies as well. So, you know, the girls have some role models. Yeah, (laughs) it's gonna be good. All right. Um. Oh, really quickly, this is I'm gonna be a no. I'll just say it. Um, The Little Mermaid. I I have to. It was a uh, Hans Christian Andersen, a Danish author, I believe, was the writer of that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I think she I saw a statue when I went to Denmark. That was cute. Ooh, they, Denmark. Because like, th- th- he's like the Danish guy. 
he, he, he's like their hero. Yeah. Like, who else is Danish <laughs> really, really famous? Who knows? That's it. <laughs> All right. As Julie says, Snow White and the Hunch wasn't that bad. I didn't mind it. I remember I saw that back in the day. Yeah. Kristen yeah, Stewart. Kristen the height Stewart. Of her, um, Chris Hemsworth. I did like Maleficent. Yeah. I, I don't think that one was that bad either, says Stephanie. Yeah. yeah it was pretty good. Yeah. It was very, very different. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can come, I, I can come around to some the entire enterprise, the system that they're kind of being operated under, and they're very very different. You yeah, know, between like a straight remake like The Lion King and just a a flip like Maleficent, mm-hmm. and it still wasn't that okay. Let's move on. <laughs> um, we're gonna try a new thing or the, uh, a twist on an old thing here. There's so much news coming out nowadays. You know, you can't even keep up with it. So, I thought we would do another lightning round thing Yay. where you and I have 20 seconds. Oh, who's keeping you? have your phone. I wasn't. Eventually, we'll have to do it. But right now, I'm going to just put 20 seconds on okay, the clock. Cool. Discuss each of these hot ticket items. And if we're done before that, we can just, you know, move on. So, move on and collect our extra points. All right. The Take the Black Wick. News lightning round begins now. Okay. Production starts on, West- on Westworld season four. Me, what do you think? Ooh, I am quite excited to see where they go with this one. Oh, really? Good. Season three, you know, was kind of so-so, but I'm going to give them another shot and see where they take the story with Maeve and Dolores. Dan? Yeah, I think it's kind of outlasted as uh, welcome. I- I'm ready for the show to wrap up. It's kind of up its own ass a bit, but I <laughs> hope it ends w- uh, in a... Uh, oh, hey, it's, it's over. We can't. We gotta stop. Okay. Um... <laughs> Production begins on His Dark Materials Season right. 3. Have Dan, you watched you this at all, Mia? Okay, I still I have not watched it. Yeah, you go. <laughs> it's not bad. It, it, it's it, it's a little like Westworld. And that's like, it, it could be better than it is, I think. This, I, I, I like the books. It's missing some, like, fun. It's about, like, these two magical kids. And it's not very really fun. But it's mm. good. It's well done. And it's the last season. So I hope they can end it on a good note. Because it's the best book, too. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Uh, uh, hit me. All right, the next one. Production ends on The Last Kingdom forever. Start your timers. Okay, this show is really, really good. Netflix, um, historical drama, Last Kingdom, medieval England. There's a lot of that going on, but it's a good one. It's a good one of those. Um, There are more books, but they're going to stop it because I guess they ran out of money or it's not so popular enough to keep doing it over and over. Solid show. I'm sure it'll end well. I wish it were longer, but it's not, and I'm okay with that. All right. Okay. I'll go. So, I'll, this I'll, next one. Okay. I'll I'll, 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 I'll I'll hit you with this one. Okay. Harrison Ford injured on the set of Indiana Jones Five. Go. Uh, I think we should have seen it come. And he's always, you know, having these terrible uh, airplane crashes into fields. He hurts himself, but <laughs> he seems very bulletproof. So I'm hoping and praying that he bounces back. And hey, I mean, it's Indiana Jones. You kind of sign up for that stuff. Dan? Yeah, he's old. Of course he got injured. I mean, you know, it's, it's going to happen. You know, they're a little more fragile. I sound so yeah. terrible. Okay. Okay. Um, I will hit me with this one and then All we'll right. switch back and forth. All right. New trailer for the Suicide Squad. Um, this time with more Idris Elba. I liked it. Um, I'm looking forward to the Suicide Squad, James Gunn movie. You know, um, Idris Elba is, it, it looks like he's going to be like the main character, because before we weren't really sure, like they were so diffuse and like Harley Quinn was kind of fronted, but I will watch Idris Elba holding down like uh, a large sprawling cast of wacky characters. <laughs> He'd be a good, like kind of grounded person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> James Gunn thinks a big screen Marvel DC crossover can happen. Go. 
I just think, okay, that to me feels like a kind of nightmare licensing, nightmare waiting to happen, mm. especially with all the deals and all the character rights. It could be really fun. I just think you have to kind of justify on Marvel's behalf, how are they going to have this subset where DC exists? Maybe it's the, you know, multiverse of madness, Dan. Maybe. Ooh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. They released the first pictures from the final Walking Dead season. Not a huge Walking Dead fan, although I have watched it, but I, I do respect that it's been on the air for 11 seasons. It was a huge kind of iconic series. Um, it's impressive they made it this far, that the energy is still so high and that the interest is still so high. I wouldn't mind if it kind of took a little break, but 11th season, maybe I'll, I'll probably watch it again to just see how it all ends. <laughs> all right. Okay. And finally, um, do you care at all that they're reviving the Transformers <laughs> series with Transformers <laughs> Rise of the Beasts? Oh, oh my goodness. I would say absolutely I really not. I've, I, yeah, I fell off of the series when they, I think they introduced Mark Wahlberg. Like when Shia LaBeouf was gone, I was like, okay, no more Transformers for me. It got kind of goofy and, you know, it, it, it just still seems kind of goofy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I put it on there. I felt obligated, but I don't really care a lot about it either. But um, <laughs> it's coming. Yay. All right. That was fun. <laughs> and we got some comics. Stephanie couldn't uh, comments. Couldn't wrap her head around Westworld. I really, I feel like it's not meant for you too, Stephanie. I feel like they are yeah. almost being too <laughs> opaque for it. And yeah, this is kind of fun. His material says Nicole gets weirder and weirder. It does. And they're not really selling it the way they need to if they wanted to mm. make it like the books. The sh it's, it's, it's not a perfect show. It's a good show. It's not a perfect show. Um, no for Deanna Jones. I'm, I, I hope we'll be okay. I mean, you do worry, right? When it looks like a 78 yeah. year old man. Like, if you heard, like, Indian, like, he injured himself in some Temple of Doom when he was, like, 35 or whatever. Like, okay, that's too bad, but I'm sure he'll be okay. But, like, I don't know. I hear that a 78 year old hurts himself. I get a little worried. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it's, it seems like it does happen so often, especially with, you know, him flying his plane, but. You know, it was a shoulder injury, so I think he, you know, it seems like one of the easier injuries to rebound from, at least hopefully. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> Julia says he's too old. I mean, it depends, like, what he'll be doing. I wonder yeah. if he'll, um, like, take Metamucil during the Indiana Jones fight between his fights the Nazis or something. We'll see. Um, and as Christian says, they've done crossovers in the comics in the 90s, mm -hmm. which is they totally have. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just now... You're right. The stakes are so much higher and the money involved is so much more than yeah. any deal to have a big screen DC Marvel crossover will be. There'll be a lot of lawyers involved in that going back and forth about who gets what rights and how exactly yeah. it can go down. I mean, it'd be cool to see it happen, but I'm not yeah. sure if they can overcome the complications. But maybe if they fun, think yeah. everyone will benefit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, what a fun time. That was a good one, Mia. I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Any yeah, other... Should we do that every week, do you think? And, 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 and people watching, let, let us know what you think. We should do a lightning round every week. I kind yeah. of kind of enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. What we'll get organized think? with the next one. We'll say, okay, this person reads this, this person reads that one. It'll get better yeah. and better each and every time. If we do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If, if you have thoughts, feel free to let us know. Um, and... We are broadcasting live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winner is Coming Facebook page and the Winner is Coming YouTube channel. We are also available in podcast form, Take the Black, wherever podcasts are available, Google Play, iTunes, etc. and so forth. Thanks a lot for watching. Thanks a lot for listening. We will see you back here 
same Thrones time, same Thrones channel next week. Goodbye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. 